Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the in the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me as always is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing well. What's new in the world of Tony Ann? Not much, just status quo, which at this point, I'm good with. No news is good news. I mean, usually... But come on, you gotta you gotta live a little. Yeah, no, it's been freezing in my area, so I have been staying home and staying warm because well, it has been snowy and icy, and I can't get out of my house. Well, it is the winter. Yes, I know, but wheelchairs and wintery mix are not a good combo. <laughs> you know, it's also not a good combo: snow in Texas. Yeah, but I've been been scrolling social media. I feel bad for anybody uh, who is a listener of ours who lives in Texas because y'all are thoroughly unprepared for the ass whooping Mother Nature has handed out. Yeah, nope. Well, you know, (laughs) like even a little bit of snow and I imagine like their highways are clogged for days on end and this is even worse. Yeah, absolutely. The heck was that? Yeah. uh, Did I? No, that was that was me. Something. Okay made a noise and it's going to happen again while I turn it off. So bear with me for like five seconds. There we go. All done. God was trying to contact me. (laughs) No, no. All right. Just a technical glitch on my end. Fine. Well, it's been two weeks and in that amount of time, the CW has renewed everything on their (laughs) network, apparently, except the outpost. I'm looking pretty much. um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at tvseriesfinale.com, which uh, I use to see the ratings for shows and then for channels overall. And on the CW page, the only things that are not renewed or canceled is Devils, The Outpost, and Pandora. Yeah, I love the fact that the CW renews their entire slate in like the first like in early, usually like early January, it was early February this year, but I think that was because everything got delayed. But usually oh, like yeah. in the first part, in the first part of the year, the entire CW slate always gets early renewals. And it makes me so happy because the CW owns me. I watch basically every show on the network except for like three. I mean, I like the idea because it gives the writers a chance to plan a little bit further ahead than normal. Like, now that Batwoman knows it's coming back for a season three, it doesn't have to... Wrap everything up in a tiny little bow. Right. It doesn't have to worry about, like, leaving a cliffhanger. Yeah, if it wants to leave a cliffhanger, or even if it wants to arc out and tell, like, a two-year story plan, they know they have that other year to play with. Right. A couple things, uh, aside from the CW um, renewals, CW... I know we haven't talked about this before, but CW did finally admit that they're not going forward with the um, Green Arrow and the Canaries TV show. I, I kind of knew that, but thank you for finally saying something. This is yeah. right up there. This is right up there with Wayward Sisters for me as a backdoor pilot that I wish would have been 
turned into a full-fledged series. I loved the Green Arrow, like the Green Arrow and the Canaries pilot, or backdoor pilot, I should say. I thought the series had a lot of promise. I was really looking forward to it, and I'm almost as disappointed that this didn't get picked up as I was when Wayward Sisters didn't get picked up, which was a supernatural spinoff for those who uh, didn't know. Yeah, um, everyone at this point, everyone was kind of. Everyone kind of saw the writing on the wall, but there had just been no news whatsoever. And so they finally came out and said that uh, this week. They also said they were not going forward with Wonder Girl, which was another series that they had in development. Um, but they will go ahead with Naomi, which is another which is another comic book movie. So or another comic book property from DC Comics. So, yeah, I figured with Superman and Lois launching this year. I didn't think that they would want to focus on having to launch two Superman shows or within that universe back to back. Yeah, I mean, even though they're losing, um, they're losing Supergirl and Black Lightning at the end of the year. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go. They're also I, they also apparently greenlit a live action Powerpuff Girls. Uh, yes, they did. Um, I'm. And the it's Powerpuff teens apparently, or Powerpuff young adults because they're not they're not small anymore. I forget if they're teens or if they're in their twenties. I, but this I is didn't them. watch the original cartoon, but the logline for the for the show that the CW is doing intrigued me. Yeah, so definitely I, be tuning in. I I will tune in at least the first episode. I am skeptical to say the least. But um, I don't know. The way I look at it is they've gotten Batwoman right. They they kind of they kind of screwed up on Supergirl, uh, Superman and Lois. I'm kind of yeah. I've heard good things about it, but you might not like it because you don't like Tyler. I mean, I also hate Lana Lang, so there's that. Although I love the actress playing Lana Lang. I've loved her since um, Entourage. Emmanuel is it Emmanuel Sharik? I think so. Yeah. Um, she's really good. I just hate the character of Lana Lang. I also, I heard kind of the elevator pitch that um, the producers gave like this week at some sort of, on some sort of like Zoom interview. And it was like, it's a family drama that also has superheroes. And I'm like, oh God. Like if I wanted family drama, I would watch Little House on the Prairie. Like if I want to so watch, they... if I want to watch a Superman show, I want to see Superman and Lois doing Superman and Lois things. I do know a couple of people who have uh, gotten screeners for the pilot and have said very good things. Uh, and I don't doubt it. Um, I tend to be a little bit more critical of Superman than most um, when it comes to it, except for maybe uh, my friend Lauren. Uh, so it'll I'm going to give I'm going to watch it because that's that's what I'll do. Yeah, and I'm going to watch it, too, because, like I said, I watch just about everything that the C, that it's on the CW or is produced by Greg Berlanti. Yeah. Like, so I, I literally think I watch every show that man has ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that goes. That comes out next week. Yep. The 23rd. There's a two hour premiere. Oh, two hours. Uh, all right, fine. Anyway, we're here to talk about this week's episode of Batwoman, which is 
Season 2, Episode 4, Fair Skin, Blue Eyes. We're going to dive right in. And right. we are going to start with a scene in which a we are learning um, about the drug Snake Bit. Snake Bite. Snake Bite. Uh, we're given a kind of voiceover by Vesper. And she's talking about how it's a mix of fantasy and fright because we know that it's we know that it's combined with the the scarecrow toxin, scarecrow fear toxin, and some the drugs fear, kind the of fear it, toxin. Yeah, yeah, that's because it has a it. So the drug comes in a vial that has two syringes, and half of the syringe is kind of filled with some sort of the fear toxin, and the other half is like a um, kind of psych another a better psychotrope. So you're getting like both things in at once because you know that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, that that, dr- that drug looks terrifying. My favorite line from that little um, from the voiceover was, "This makes uh, an amphetamine trip look like your Earl Grey has steeped for too long." Right. So I don't. So we'll see. We'll see, and that's being distributed by the False Face Society. So that's the that's the drug of choice right now. And we see someone taking it in a kind of open parking lot area. And Batwoman shows up to kind of get some information. And he's really too wasted to have a rational conversation with. Yeah, he's definitely tripping at this point. Yeah. So she she strings him up by his feet and, you know, wants answers that he's not giving. So... That I mean, it's it's a very quick scene before we get the uh, title card, and it you know it, it it's fine, it's fine. There's really nothing that happens after the title card. We see Batwoman chasing down a member of the False Faces in the Batmobile. I love that running. we get the Batmobile this season. It's it's just so badass and awesome. I love it so much. I, I really like the look, and I really like the red accents. And it's a much more practical uh, version of the Batmobile than we are used to seeing. Yeah, like, this is definitely an upgrade to the Batbike. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, she's chasing him, trying not to run him over and screw up her paint job. <laughs> she uh, shoots out a lasso to kind of tie him up. And it's shot right cup. out of the headlights. That was so cool. Yes. <laughs> she's about to... She's about to talk to him when um, an alarm for a store on the same block goes off. And she kind of, since he's tied up and is now just there waiting for the cop, she goes, she leaves him to go check in on the alarm. And it's a little kid who tripped the alarm by trying to open the door. And he hands Batwoman a little wanted poster or missing Missing poster. poster. His brother's missing, and he wants Batwoman's help to find her, find him, because no one else is really looking for him. He's been missing for two months. Nobody cares. Do you care, Batwoman? And at this moment, my heart went, oh, this poor little boy. Was it two months or two weeks? No, he said two months, because they okay. even reiterated two months later in the episode. Okay. So he had been missing for two months. Um, so Batwoman takes the wanted poster. We go over to a... We go over to a press conference by Jacob Kane saying that he believes his daughter's alive um, after some 
after someone came forward with some evidence, obviously we know it's Sophie, and he's offering a million dollar reward to anyone who helps uh, give him information or finds her. Um, and it's just, you know, the basic help me find my kid press conference. Yeah, I was like, all right, I I, I guess we're, we're, we're doing that. Like, I get it. I just... I don't know. I feel like whenever people offer rewards like that, it like it also opens the floodgates to a bunch of false leads, too. And I'm just like, Ugh, why? True. But some people want to do something. And sometimes financially is the only thing, you know, financial stuff is the only thing they can do. We zoom out of the press conference and we see Luke and Mary watching it on TV. Luke's all happy because he's like, yay, a million dollars, we're going to find Kate. And Mary is just like, yeah, yeah. How, like, how do we feel about Mary's point of view here? Uh, it's getting a little much. <laughs> like, it's, uh, like, I, I, under, I kind of understand she doesn't want to get her hopes up. She doesn't want to get disappointed. But at the same time, like... Beth is living proof that just because she... Is presumed dead doesn't mean she is dead. So I don't even understand. Like I did at first, and now I'm just like Mary. Come on. Yeah. Like, like girl. Yeah. Like come on, Mary. I know. I know you. You know you're flirting with Ryan, but let's go. Let's. Let's. You caught that vibe with... too. I've been saying that for weeks. Okay, well, I'm finally getting on that train with you because this, this week, oh, the flirting was, ooh, it was, it was very prevalent this week. Their ship name is Rary. Rary? Mayan. Ooh, Mayan. We're going with Mayan. Mayan. We're going yep. with <laughs> yes. Yep, we're going with Mayan. <laughs> so, <laughs> after a quick discussion... Luke's like, well, I am going to go find someone who wants to find Kate as much as I do. That, and, I mean, I understood that in that moment, but it also was like a very like petulant child move. And I'm like, OK, Luke, that's go ahead, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as he leaves, Ryan comes in and is like, where's Luke? It's like, come on. There's only one entrance to and from this area. You passed him on the way out. Well, maybe she thought he was in the Batcave and literally didn't see him. No, no, no. They passed each other on the way. <laughs> and she's like, well, you you don't look like you have anything to do today, Mary. Help me find a child. We have a bat mission. Yes, which is <laughs> something we'll never call it again. Because you never want to put the word bat in front of everything ever again. I liked it. Nope. <laughs> I, I, am not, I am not allowing this. <laughs> Because then you get bat shark repellent, bat goggles, bat everything. Unless you're selling these things at a Kmart, you don't need this branding. <laughs> so she's like, we have a kid missing. He's been missing for two months. We need to find him. Do you know how to, do you know how to use this computer? Because I don't. <laughs> that, that was great. She's like, well, I'll do my best. Yeah. So they pull up the kid's record. He's been in juvie. He's been... You know, he's been kind of in and out of homes, so Ryan thinks that they'll, they're just kind of chalking him up as a runaway. Yep. He comes from the same neighborhood that Ryan lived in uh, for, called Wayside Heights. Which she said the nickname was like Wayside because yeah. nobody cared if you were over there. Right. 
Um, we find out that she lived there prior to being adopted by by her mother. Whose name they said was Cora? Yes, Mama Cora. Um, as they're talking about this, we flash back to Ryan coming into a foster home, introducing herself to two other girls that are sitting on the bed. Uh, Ryan's holding some comic books in one hand and tells her entire life story to the two children. Who could not give a crap less if you paid them. I mean, I, yeah, like you're, <laughs> you're new here, kid. I don't care that your favorite animal is a snow leopard. Like, why did you even pick snow leopard? Where, when have you ever seen a snow leopard? True. And her favorite color is yellow. So, you know, I feel, I feel very upset that we didn't get a yellow bat suit. I'm okay with that, to be honest. Uh, so the kids kind of like dismiss her and they're like, oh, you talk too much. Go over there. Go, go lay on a bed. She goes to lay down to read her comics and there's a tapping at the window. It apparently is another girl who lives at the foster home who sneaks out. Ryan opens up the window for her so she can come in. I like she just lies down next to her, starts going through her comics. Ryan's like, am I on your bed? No, I'm just nosy. <laughs> that it. It was really sweet. Yes. So they're instantly best buddies now because that's how that's how being a kid works. As long as she keeps as long as Ryan keeps opening the window for her, they'll be best friends. Yep. So they decide Ryan, we go back to the present where Ryan and Mary are been like, All right, we're gonna scooby doo this. Get in my van and we're gonna find this kid. Liter- literally Scooby Doo because of the van. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, come on, let's go find this kid. I'll drive. And Mary gets all excited, thinking they're, they're going to go in the Batmobile. And she's like, well, no, sure. No, yeah, nope. It's the Scooby-Doo van, which Mary loves, apparently. She's taking she selfies for Instagram. Vans. Yep. Uh, Mary finds out that Ryan is living out of the van because otherwise, who would keep her plant company is what Ryan is, how the- Ryan puts it. They come across a comic book shop on the corner of a street. Ryan pulls over and is like, I know this place. And we go to a we go to a flashback of Ryan as a child picking out comics from a spinner rack in front. And this strange woman comes up offering her candy because she's the neighborhood candy lady. And she offers her a jelly bean, which is not candy. If you're going to try and kidnap a child, never try and do it with jelly bean. <laughs> what do you have against jelly beans? They're horrible. <laughs> I I dislike jelly in the middle of anything. It's always a weird surprise. <laughs> like, unless I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I don't want jelly in the middle of anything. Donut. You beans, don't even like jelly donuts? Nothing. Nope. It's a textural thing. It's weird. <laughs> so she tries to offer Ryan jelly beans, and Ryan's like, no. Like, I'm – why? God, no. <laughs> I so half like, expected her to say stranger danger. <laughs> Yeah. So she's like, well, I have all these comics in my van. Huh? Do you want a comic? Ryan eventually agrees to this. Like, it looks like Ryan's like smart and like, no, like you're weird and I don't trust you. And then Ryan's just like, doubt. Okay, what the hell? (laughs) You sold me, strange lady. She's a kid. So she gets in the van and Ryan and the woman 
slides the door shut and drives off with Ryan. We go back to the present and Ryan's looking at the spinner rack with Mary and she's like, oh, the kid was taken from here by a lady. And Mary asks how she knows. Oh, to be sold to a gang, is she also says. Uh, and Mary's like, well, how do you know? And Ryan's like, well, the same thing happened to me. Yeah, she's like, you got all that from a comic book shop? And... Well, yes, because that's what Batman does. Batman just sees something and instantly knows the entire history of the place. I do like the way they're kind of weaving in bits of Ryan's backstory that also makes sense for Ryan's motivation to wanting to put the bat suit on. Like, it's all connecting really well for me. Yeah. We come back from our first commercial break, and we are in Sophie's apartment or condo. She's waking up. She's going through a house, and Alice is there in the kitchen <laughs> making tea. Okay. Like, what? <laughs> this is so strange. Like, does she not have an alarm? Who has an alarm? Who? No. She's a cop. You would think she would have some kind of a security system or something. Yeah, when you leave the house, not when you wait, not when you're in the house. I always find that weird when people have alarms and they're like, let's set the alarm before going to sleep. It's for the ex- express purpose of if somebody tries to break in, you wake the hell up. Yeah, and then I guess call so. The cops. That's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So Sophie has a uh, gun pointed at Mary asking what she's doing there. And Mary's like, Alice. Alice. We're not doing this again. <laughs> I was doing so good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Alice. Asking what Alice is doing there. And Alice said she was. She was trying out her bathroom item and was very upset, apparently, that that her um, that her motif was lavender. OK, I was like, all right, this is this is just strange, but not altogether unpleasant. So Alice reminds Sophie that they they know that Sophia has Kate and that Alice has to do something for Sophia in order to get Kate back. So Alice needs her help in finding this person named Ocean. Uh, So she's like, you're going to help me find him because work with the crows. So obviously you have, you have access to a lot more than I do. And um, Sophie's like, well, we're going to find her without having to find this person. And Mary's like, uh, Alice says, yeah, you're right. We're going to offer, we're going to offer a million dollars to the woman who owns an island. So, at this moment, it plays like she has no idea who the person is that she's looking for, right? Uh, right, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Okay, that's going to come up later. I also like how how Alice is like, see, you need my help because, you know, you don't like risk. All of your, you know, you don't have any food in here in your refrigerator that is past its, its expiration. Um, so... You need my help. Like, we need to find this guy named Ocean. You're going to help me. So um, you, go, you go look for him, and I'm going to get some more tea for my milk, or milk for my tea in some cases. And Sophie just was like, all right. <laughs> all right, guess we're doing this now. <laughs> Over at the Crow's headquarters, Jacob is talking to random guy number one about the painting that he saw on Kate's phone. 
Was this the same random guy that was talking to somebody else a couple weeks ago? Uh, or possibly. Random guy? Look, look, aside from Jacob, I naturally assume now that the only guys at the Crows aren't even like real, like, aren't even like real Crow agents. They're all just beards for the women that work there. <laughs> so they're talking about the painting and how the painting was stolen. Um, a couple weeks ago and it showed up on the black market so they're going to see if that can lead them to kate we go over to the bat cave where where mayan are back and they're trying to find the kid and uh ryan starts giving mary the lowdown on what happened to her after she was kidnapped she was taken to this strange woman's house who keeps a jar of jelly beans on a table and is like when these jelly beans run out something happens because it was something like if nobody comes to claim you before the jelly beans run out then you did she say she would kill her at that point or then no you could, I, or, no she's like I, it's basically like look you have 90 days 60. to realize 60 days to realize that you know no one's coming for you and you should just give that up and be happy with you know what i give you it's essentially what it is so she's like after 60 days i'm gonna help you find your new family it's just really an excuse for her to eat a jelly bean every day (laughs) ryan's like nope you're not gonna break me and she's like ah we'll find out it's it goes into a montage of like her coming in every day eating a jelly bean and seeing like haha you're still here she comes in one day and is like look batman stopped the joker holding a newspaper and she's like and also look no one cares about you because you're not in the paper and i think it was like what there were like five or six jelly beans left when she tied her up yes so towards the end of her time she shows up and kind of ties her up and puts a rag in her mouth and she's like you know don't say anything you know don't talk or i'll kill you or something um and we find out that there is a group going door to door um with want with missing posters so they come up to the door of the woman and she's like hey hey um what's going on they're like oh we're looking for this we're looking for this little girl who's been missing can you help us find her they hand her the the missing poster and it they're looking for a white girl with a red stone so obviously they're not looking for ryan and the woman's like, haha, see, I was right. Nope, I haven't seen this child. <laughs> I haven't seen this child. None of the other children in my house, though, but not this child. Nope, definitely not this child. You can move yeah. right along now. Um, so they leave, and she's like, haha, see, told you. And now you're almost out of jelly bean. Turns out the child that they were looking for was... Beth. Beth, yes, because... Which, that it, was... An interesting little twist I didn't see coming. Yeah, Mary, at the, the end of the story, Mary's like, wait a second, white girl, 13 years old, red stone, that's Beth. That's Beth Kane. I know, uh, I know where we, I know what we need. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting that. And we transition into Alice eating an apple <laughs> st- standing over Sophie's shoulder. And she's like, so did you find it? Did you find him yet? And Sophie's like, you haven't given me any last name. How much of the food moments with Alice in this episode? Because we had this. We had a 
her licking a pepper at one point, and then the baguette. How oh much no, the peppers think... later. No, I know the peppers later. I'm just I'm just generally mentioning all the food moments. How many of them do you think were scripted versus just Rachel being amazingly awesome? Uh, I'm thinking like half of them were. Like I don't think the pepper thing was scripted. No, <laughs> I didn't think so either. <laughs> So, so um, Alice is kind of needling. Alice kind of needles Sophie about not realizing that Kate was Batwoman. She was like, "You, you were swapping spit with your former flame, and you didn't even know it was her." So you I need mean, to she's help. She's not wrong. This is true. So she's like, "You need to help me find her. Otherwise, there's going to be so much left unsaid." There's a knock at the door, and it's Luke. And Alice points. Sophie's gun at him because Sophie doesn't realize Alice took her gun. And based on the reflex that Sophie did, she was wearing her gun. So how the hell did Alice get her gun without Sophie realizing it? Well, I mean, pickpockets can steal stuff without people realizing it. A gun is a pretty big thing to pickpocket, but all right. Look, all I'm saying is if Alice was walking around me, there's there's not a lot of concentrating I'd be able to do. So she could steal <laughs> she could steal anything off of me, and I would not know. I I, I was just laughing because I'm like, really, y'all can't make Sophie look at least a little bit smarter than that. No, <laughs> we've we've kind of learned that we can't because like we have the entire first season. It just I'm like okay, I because mean, that was just when she when she did that like oh wait a second. She has my gun. How did that happen? I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh, Mayan is over at Kate's apartment going through her stuff because apparently Kate saved every single thing pertaining to Beth's uh, missing persons case. The search for Beth. Yeah, the search for Beth. We find out that Mary has been living in the apartment to save herself from the commute of, of running a gay bar. I love her words, that, not mine. I love that we found this out. Because Ryan found her box of, I'm assuming, sex toys? I don't know what was in the box, and I really do want to know. <laughs> but that's what I'm, that's just what I'm assuming it was. And she's like, nope, nope, those are mine. Because she's like, I don't think I was supposed to see that. Yeah, but I, you know what? I, I don't know. I, it's weird. It's in um, a, it's in a weird box. It's underneath it the like bed. A, it looks like a shoe box. It's a little bit bigger than a shoebox, but it's also inside of another box. But given the flirtatious vibes that were happening all through their scenes, I'm going with sex toy. I do. I do. And you know what? You might be right, because she says, please tell me that Kate wasn't borrowing those. <laughs> so she's like, no, I live here. Me, Mary, because I I run the, the loud gay bar downstairs. Also, why is there a random violin in this room? I didn't like, even notice you, that. It's right next to the bed. And granted, yeah. I'm only commenting on it right now because the scene is playing out in front of me, and I see the giant violin, and I'm like, wait a second. Why? It's not a violin. It's um cello. Uh, I, uh, I believe so. Yeah, because it's it's definitely one of those like floor to. Yeah. So cello. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like that should be. That should be pretty. Um, that should be pretty on the nose right there, knowing that Kate isn't living there any longer. Like Kate doesn't strike me as a cello player. Uh, no, not at all. That's uh, Mary doesn't even strike me as a cello player, to be honest. 
No, but there's always like like in movies and in TV, there's always like the trope of like the Asian the Asian child being forced to do like music practice, like whether it's piano or cello. It's usually one of those two. Like it's never like them having to play the drums for hours on end. But but you're right. Like like we've gotten no sort of confirmation throughout this entire show that anybody is musically adept. Although which I, which I, I don't think so cuz honestly I'm okay if we if we never get confirmation of that cuz that means we will not have Batwoman the musical. Oh no, we need Batwoman. I want to hear I want to hear <laughs> Alice singing some songs. <laughs> but I also want to say that we at one point might have seen Kate playing a, a guitar, but I honestly don't remember. I don't think so, but you might be right. So they're discussing how Kate kept everything from the from the search for Beth and how Mary is now living above the living hold above up. the holdup. We also cut to a quick flashback of um, of the girl that the girl from the foster home also getting kidnapped by the jelly bean lady because we find out that it is Sophie. Uh, not Sophie, um, Ryan's ex. Right. Do we have her name? Uh, it comes up later in the episode, and I'm waiting to say her name until I see it in the um, in, in the, the close, close caption, caption in front of me, because I I, I want to say it's like Angelique. Something like that, yeah, or Angela, it, something. It, it's not Angela. It's definitely like a more exotic-sounding name, but it definitely begins with an A. And so during the, during the uh, flashback... We see her coming in, and she's like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" She's like, "I'm here to save you. I told you I could do that." I thought that was ridiculously sweet, to be honest. Yeah, kind of. We go back to the present, and Mary's like, "You should call your ex because that's probably fine, right?" Yeah. What was what exactly made her say? You should call your ex. I wasn't quite clear because, on that. Because Ryan was telling her that she also got... It is Angelique. Because um, Ryan was telling her she also got kidnapped. Because that's the, that's the little girl that she's friends with in the flashbacks. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's like, well, we haven't talked in, like, I think she said a couple of years. And Mary's like, well, look, I know all about... I have season tickets to lesbian drama which is a weird thing for Mary to say. And she's like, but you need to call her because she can help us. So Ryan's like, you're right. I will text her, not call her. Because we need the answer right away. So naturally I'm going to Angelique, you're right. Yeah. So she texts her, hey, I need you. I need your help with something. Give me a call. And she gets a text back saying, um, sorry, I don't know who this is. Blah, blah, blah. You must have the wrong number. Also during this um, during this scene, Mary's like, "Hey, you know what would be great? You moving in with me, Ryan and Mary. Mayan should move in together because your plant was looking a little sad in the in the van." Yeah, and, and she's like, "You don't have to sell me. You had me at, at <laughs> you, move in you or had something me, like that. You you had me at apartment, like." Like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, because she was like, look, there's a second bed. There's a giant bathroom. There's me, Mary. 
and she's like, no, no, yep, you, you had me at move in. Like, it's fine. Which I I love their little friendship, or if it if it does, I don't know if it's going to turn into more I, or not. I don't care if it doesn't turn into more. I'm saying it does. They are officially together. So this 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 is your Supercorp. Uh, yes, yep, yep. Mayan. I have Mayan and Supercorp. I mean, I would not hate it if they went there. To be honest, as much as I love Mary and Luke, um, I basically which, love Mary. Which was anyway. totally thrown away apparently this season. Um, yeah, apparently. That that like I don't know what happened to it, but they left it in a place and then never picked up on it. So I'm I'm on the Mayan train, but they find a map of the area that those that those kids had canvassed. And on that day, so they kind of narrowed it down and Ryan's like, all right, I'm going to go find her. She goes, we see her pulling up to the house. Obviously, it's the jelly bean lady's house. We don't know how many other houses she she stopped at first, but this is the one we're going to be concentrating on. And she's like, I'm here for the kid that you have. She doesn't say, but she's like, I'm here to claim this kid. And she's like, oh, he was here, but he's not anymore. Then she gets she gets zapped from behind by a by a cattle prod and sprayed with some stuff to knock her out. I assumed then, that was Mace. Uh, no, because it knocks her out. Okay. Mace doesn't knock you out. Um, but it's something. It's some aerosol-like substance, and they drag her into the house. In between those two scenes, we had we had a, a small scene at Sophie's house where Sophie's still holding the gun on Luke. Alice. Alice. Yeah, Alice. Alice is holding the gun on Luke. You can't get any names right tonight. Look, I just love Alice, and I don't want her to have anything wrong. No, but if if I remember correctly, I have to go back and listen. I think it was episode four of season one where you had the same issue. Oh no, it was a few. It was a few episodes. (laughs) No, but there was that one where you had it like consistently. And we yeah. were dying laughing through the whole thing, and I think it was episode yeah. four. It so might have been, it, but it was it was also between Mary and Sophie. Yeah, so I don't know what it is about episode four that makes you just forget people's names. Because they're not necessarily that good. Like <laughs> this episode is totally fine, but it's like compared to the first three, it's. I mean, it's definitely more of a low key episode, but not necessarily. Yeah. That, it, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not saying I hate it, but I'm just like, yeah, fine, whatever. So, uh, so Alice holding the gun to Luke, and she's like, "You're gonna help us find him and kill him." And Sophie's like, "Wait, what? Kill what?" And Alice, and Alice pulls out a knife. Is, what exactly did Sophie think Alice was gonna do? Have tea with this man? I mean, it's Alice, so very possible. Uh, but I mean. Also, it's Alice. How is murder not the first thing that crosses your mind? So Alice is like, yeah, we're going to kill him with this. And she pulls out a dagger. She was like, Sophia, Sophia gave me this. That's how we that's how she knows we did it. As Alice as Alice is distracted, holding up the shiny blade, Sophie kind of lunges at her and takes the pistol. And then we go to the scene of Ryan confronting the jelly bean lady coming back from break. We get. A scene in which stuff happens. Yes, but you're going to have to be a little bit more specific as that is our job. So we come back from the break and Luke and Mary, Luke and Sophie are over a laptop trying to find this person, still not being able to figure it out. 
Oh, I yeah, they were trying. They were trying to find her island. I had to rewind the scene like twice to even like pick up on the fact that they're trying to pull one over on Alice here. Yes. Yep. So they're having a conversation about how Luke can't find everything, but there's a message that says, got an address, don't tell Alice. Alice is not in the room. Alice is going through the kitchen. <laughs> She's looking licking for... a pepper. She's like, do you have anything that has actual calories? She's looking for stuff with calories as she's holding a a yellow, a, not a, an orangish bell pepper. And, and licking it. And Sophie gives her like some, some like snarky answer. There's rat just, poison under the sink. That's right. She's like, there's rat poison under the sink. And she shrugs and she licks the pepper and puts it back, which I, is great. <laughs> I was, I was hysterical. Finally, she comes out of the kitchen. She's like, I got the only thing in the house with carbs in it. And that gets. <laughs> she, she offers it to Luke. And Luke she like, offers. I'm good. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, do you want to share baguette? She's <laughs> like, no. And so they, so, so, uh, Sophie's like, would the, would the, um, Batcave computer be any more helpful? And Luke's like, yeah. Or she said something at Wayne Tower. Have more power, I believe, is what she actually said. I don't think she said the Batcave. Um, uh, you're right. She might have. But she. everyone now knows who Batwoman is, so we're just going to assume she said that. Either way, they go off to go to go do that. And Alice is like, all right, I'm going to stay here and watch your DVR. Hopefully you recorded 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> and she's just eating this absurdly long baguette. Like, I don't know why Sophie, who lives alone, has, like, a two-foot-long baguette. Because that's what this is. This isn't, like, a, su- a large Subway sandwich. This is, like, three times the size of a Subway foot long. Yeah, it's and, not even like and, she got it. And they don't even she didn't even cut it. Like, she's just eating it from the from one end. I was, again, hysterically laughing. You I'm know. Like, what is this? Yeah. No, just absurdly long baguette, and Alice just chilling on the couch eating it. We go back to the candy lady's house. Um, Ryan wakes up in the same kind of. Um, I loved the room. the intercutting they did here. Where they go back and forth between yeah young Ryan, young Ryan and Angelique, and old Ryan and current and, Ryan and current Ryan and. So in the flashback, Ryan's like Ryan's talking to Angelique. She was like, "Why did nobody come look for me?" And she's like, "Well, dude, it's a foster home. We just all thought you ran away, but I knew you would never leave your ghost kid collection behind." And I'm assuming those are the comics <laughs> she was reading. Yes, yeah, so she. The two comics that we see her reading are a series called Ghost Kid, whose only power is invisibility. Um, I don't know if it's at. I mean, I'm assuming it's a real comic because it looked like one. And then there was a Looney. T- there's also Looney Tunes comics that she reads, apparently. Uh, but Angelique's like, I, I knew you wouldn't leave it, so I came looking for you. Jellybean Lady comes in and they try and attack her. She kind of fights them off. She goes to spray Angelique in the face with the same spray that she sprayed Ryan. And Ryan jumps in front of her. Angelique picks up the jar of jelly beans and hucks it at jellybean lady knocking her out and they go running off yeah i really liked like i said the way they intercut the flashbacks here and she's kind of you could see that ryan was using the words that angelique said to her 
currently to motivate her to wake up. Yeah. This but also gives us this also gives us a basis because we know we've heard them talk about Angelique before. Like we heard Victor Zaz say Ryan broke Angelique's heart. We also heard um, Sophie mentioned it in their interrogation scene too. Right. Um, and so you know, but we know we know that essentially Angelique is kind of the um, the the criminal or the bad seed of the relationship. So we we're seeing like why why Ryan has such an attachment to her. Like aside from obviously having personal feelings for her, but they there's grew a up reason together. She saved her. So like, yeah, it's it's not it's it's actually based in something real. It's not something contrived. It actually right. makes sense. Right. It makes sense. Like her feelings for her would evolve from their childhood stuff to a to a a personal relationship and loving her and, and it's, it's not also, just and it's also why she would be willing to do to, all the things she did with Angelique because she they made that well, pact when they were kids well not only that but like but like typically typically people will still do that if they feel like they're in love with the person or they feel like the person's in love with them and it's all there's so many times we see it in movies and TV where it's like a very one sided relationship, like you're being used even in real life, like you're being used, you're being played, you know, you feel you have these feelings for this person, but obviously they just use you. And in this, it doesn't look like it's the case here. Like no, it looks, looks like it's a very substantial feelings on both sides, at least yes. from what we've seen so far. And I like that. We go back to the present where Ryan is tied up in the tied up in the attic. She there's the jelly bean jar still on the still on the bureau and Ryan kind of knocks it off the bureau onto her legs. We hear some thudding. The woman goes up to check on her. With a knife. With a knife. Ryan has cut herself free, so they scuffle. Ryan kicked this old lady's ass. Well, I mean, she kidnapped her twice. No, like, no, no. I, I'm not saying it is a slam. I'm like, she kicked her ass. She's like, I'm the one you couldn't, you couldn't break. And yeah. she like punched her. And she then threw she her broke her down. neck. She threw her ass down the stairs. I was dying. I was like, oh. Yeah. So we go over to Jacob Kane, who received a tip that he had called Sophie about while Sophie, Luke, and Alice were at the apartment, and Sophie let it go to voicemail. He's in a warehouse-ish looking area coming down some stairs. He sees a random guy just sitting there. Apparently the guy was a marshal on the on the um the, on the night that P- Kate's plane crashed and he's claiming right, to see an on the tarmac. That's what I was, I was trying to yeah, I was trying to think of like that word. So he was uh he was on the tarmac before Kate's plane took off and he said he saw a suspicious looking SUV drive up, which is weird because that far on the runway, they don't allow anything but catering for some reason and medical. As he's telling Jacob this, someone comes up behind and cattle prods Jacob and we find out that it's the kid they've been looking for. So obviously this lady, this lady sold him to the false face society. This, I didn't, see this coming now do you think that this guy 
was actually speaking the truth or was just luring Jacob there to lure him into a trap? I think a trap. Yeah, that was my, that was my feeling as well. Um, but it's weird because like it could be a little of both. You could be like, well, I actually have some information. Now, you know, but at the same time, if you have information, like get the money first. Do we know why they were targeting Jacob? Um, because they're part of the false faces, and the false faces are the ones distributing the new drug, and the crows are trying to stop them. Okay, so at this point, you don't think it has anything to do with Sophia? No, no. I think they're trying. So when we come back from commercial, and basically like they're the the next part of this storyline in the episode is they have Jacob tied up and the kid that they bought off of the jelly bean lady, they're trying to initiate into the false face society. Yes. The, if he so kills Jacob, he, it'll right, be his way of to, earning the mask. Right. He needs to kill Jacob. So essentially it's like he's running the crows who are interfering with their drug trade. And they, you know, they need a figure for this kid to shoot, you know, two birds, one stone sort of thing. So I don't think it has anything to do with Sophia, and I honestly don't think it has anything to do with Kate, which is why I don't think like what he was saying was necessarily truthful. Um, and this was all just so they could get this set up. We go over to Sophie sitting in a car talking to Luke, and Luke was like, she's like, how did you find this guy? And Luke's like, well, when you and Alice were bickering, you know, I texted Julie. Uh, Julia, she's like, he's like, I texted the only person who knows Sophia that we know. And, and she's like, ah, Julia. Ah, ah, Julia, yes, my ex. Touche. And looks like she was looking for this guy, too, and she narrowed it down to four locations. Two have been torn down. One's Dairy Queen. This is the only one that's left. Sophie goes into the house. We see a little meth lab area kind of set up. She finds a vial of snake bite. And as she's looking at it, this girl comes up from behind her, hits her over the head. They have a scuffle. Um, Sophie is kind of asking her where Ocean is. She's not really answering. Alice comes in through the door because Alice followed her, has her knife out. The girl kind of stops. And she's like, look, I was just here to rob the place. I have no idea who you're looking for or who lives here. So I'm just going to (laughs) go. Yep. (laughs) You two have fun. I'm out of here. Peace out. So now we have the little heart to heart between Alice and Sophie about Sophie wondering why she is going through all of this to find Kate. You know, she asks, you know, are you, you know, do you miss her? Are you, you know, is it because she's your sister? And Alice is like, no, I I, I just want to kill her. Do you still believe that at this point? I mean, it's Alice, so yes, I believe it, but I also believe that it's because she's family. Okay. Like, she Some... she wants to kill Kate, and I, I fully believe that. I also believe that, like, Kate never gave up looking for her, so she's not going to give up looking for Kate. Oh, that's true, too. So, and then if she can then kill Kate, great. Uh, and then we go over to the scene that we talked about where the 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 rest of the false people Three of the False Face Society and the kid have Jacob tied up to a chair. And they're like, you know, we're going to, you know, you got to kill him to earn your mask. As the kid's about ready to shoot Jacob, we see a batarang come out and take out one of the um, 
Batarang comes and hits the arm of the chair that Jacob is strapped to, fraying like the rope a little bit. And then another one comes, and then another one comes out, takes out one guy. That woman comes out. Jacob kind of goes after one of the guys, rolls over, breaking the chair and kind of freeing him. Everyone scuffles. They clear out. They clear out the false faces except for the kid with the gun. The kid with the gun is standing there ready to shoot Jacob. And he's like, you know, they want me. Uh, Ryan's like, why are you doing this? Kid's like, they want me. You know, they're the only ones. They're the only ones who want me. All I want is a family. And Ryan tries to convince him that if you do this, you're going to be ruining your entire life. You're better than this. You're worth more than this. Right. Batwoman is like, you know, I know your brother. He, you know, he wanted me to look for you. What the candy lady says is wrong. You have a family that cares about you. You have people that care about you. You don't need to do this. Kid asks how she knows so much about him. And she says, well, I know because you matter. And I went through the same thing. Kid drops the gun. So all's well that ends. And she tells Jacob to take care of him. And Jacob asks her, how did you even know he was here? And she goes, that's easy. I looked. And for that, yeah. some reason, that line really landed with me. And she's like, by the way, this is a false face society hotspot, so there's probably like a ton more running around. Peace out. I'm out of here. And she goes ziplining out. I love that like <laughs> she's so comfortable in the suit now. Like she's she's learning quickly. I really like that. I she doesn't use her voice modulator. You know? You're right. I do she know. Doesn't. She does yeah, she doesn't. No, I just <laughs> I just know I just realized that you're right. Yeah. Like, I noticed that throughout this entire episode, she was not using her voice, her voice modulator. Um, it also looks like, so we were discussing, like, what else, like, aside from looking for Kate, what else could Jacob be doing throughout the season? And it looks like because of him finding out Kate was Batwoman and then kind of realizing, like, he was on the wrong side of that argument, it looks like he's, like, him and Ryan are gonna are gonna be somewhat like have a have a somewhat working relationship yeah a a cordial relationship we'll call it yeah yeah like i don't see him trying to shoot her in the middle of the night (sighs) yeah no i don't either um so then we go back to um a gotham a gotham news uh report talking about how this trafficking lady has been on thing for about 20 years 20 years she had been working with the false face society and even the reporters like oh is there a new bat crow relationship and we see jacob watching this story and sophie's there and she's like at least least one of us was able to do something right today yeah and jacob was like you know if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Batwoman, I wouldn't be here. So that seems to be where that relationship is headed. Sophie tells Sophie tells Jacob the thing about Alice and what happened there. Then we go back to we go back to Mayan's apartment prior because we we glossed over it prior at the beginning when she was chasing down the thug in the Batmobile. She lost control of the Batmobile for a little bit because her wound was acting up. Oh, that's what that was? Yeah, her wound was acting up. Um, and they also had a moment when she, I think when she picked up the box? 
uh, when they, they were, might have. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, I caught, the, I caught that one and didn't catch the car one. I knew that the yeah. car stuck, but I didn't realize why. Yeah. So over at Mayan's apartment, we have we have Ryan looking at herself in the mirror, inspecting her that just doesn't look like it's healing. You might want to go see a doctor. Or you, you know, might you also want to tell someone. You know, you might live with one. So you don't even have to go anywhere, Ryan. Like, literally, just walk over to the bedroom and be like, hey, um, I have this thing to show you. And I wonder her, at it's a which point gets too happy. they're going to pivot away from that. Because you could see that this is laying groundwork for what was, I'm sure, going to be the crossover that is now not happening. So now that part of the story has to at least be resolved since the crossover True. isn't happening in its own show. So at what point are they going to pivot? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I am not a doctor, so who knows? We go back to, so Ryan's like, hey, I, I got to go. I got to go do some stuff. She leaves. Because her phone rang. Because her phone rang. Uh, her and Mary were talking about how they're now living together and they're happily in love. <laughs> Actually, how what Mary they were talking always, about is, is how mother... Mary's already stealing her clothes. Well, yes. They did mention that, but it was more so about um, whether or not Mary wants to look for Kate. Yeah, that too. But no, so Mary kind of comes to the conclusion. She's like, I need to start looking for Kate. She's like, I don't want to believe Alice, but I don't want to believe that she's gone either. I'm just like, okay, well, then, like, I don't know what to tell you. You can either you can just believe for yourself that she's out there. You don't necessarily, you know. You can just yeah. believe it because you don't want to believe that your sister is dead. It doesn't mean that you – you can think she's alive without thinking that Alice is telling the truth that Sophia has her. Right. We go to Alice kind of inspecting the house that that her and Sophie were in. She finds a hotel room key on the floor. She also finds a thing in an envelope that says, you know, bring the stuff by the hotel. It was room 11 or 111? Eh, it was a room. It was a room that that key worked in. I'm pretty sure yes. of it. I think the I think the room number was like 11. But this is yeah. this is the more interesting moment when she turns around and she sees the picture. What picture? The picture of Ocean, and then it it cut to the flashback of her and Ocean on the island, and she was like, "What the hell is that?" She had a memory of the guy that she's looking for that she didn't know she remembered. Huh. I didn't catch that. I remember her having that. I remember her having that flashback. Right. And when she came out of the flashback, she literally said, what the hell was that? Yeah. So she, that picture triggered a memory and she realized that that's the guy she's looking for, but she had no recollection of ever knowing him. Correct. Until that moment. So (laughs) I will say I almost did not recognize her because she had brunette hair. She had brunette hair. Like I was like, wow. Cause I, for a minute, I thought it was Sophia. I'm like, why does Sophia look different? And then it was Alice, and I'm like, why does Alice look different? Yeah. So apparently Beth, apparently Alice and Ocean have a history. So why? Yeah, does buddy. The, so why does Sophia want her to kill him? Does she think she won't, and she's testing her? It's possible. I I think there was a little bit of a romantic relationship between Alice and Ocean because he was some sort of hunk. Let me tell you. <laughs> And the the look between them in that flashback, like, oh, yeah, like I had to turn on the AC in my house. And, and she and the thing is, she doesn't remember it. So, A, why doesn't she remember it? Drugs. Like you think, lots and lots of drugs. And 
B, is Sophia jealous because she's in love with Alice? And so she wants Alice to kill the competition. Who knows? That is a mystery that I hope we start getting. We go back to the holdup where Ryan is drinking alone because that's not one of the signs of having an alcohol problem. No, sir. Well, we knew she was waiting for someone. The question is just who. And also, it could either be Guinness or soda. Like, we don't know what it actually is. It's a it's a very tall drink. So that leaves out hard liquor. And it's it's um, a very dark color. So that leaves it to Guinness and or soda. Yeah, it could be like ginger ale or something. It cannot be ginger ale. Not that color. What ginger have you used <laughs> that's that color? Oh, true, 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 true. <laughs> Either that or Gotham literally has the worst water supply. <laughs> so she's drinking and enters a enters a woman who turns out to be the woman from Ocean's house that was robbing the place. And we find out that that is Angelique. And Angelique did get the text and was like, hey, you you dodged my phone calls for two years. I had to play hard to get for a minute. And then her and Ryan kind of like, well, you know, I miss talking to you. We should, you know, we should be friendly again. And they make a pinky, you know, they do their pinky promise thing. And then so the cat did have... this weird turn thing. I was like, are we about to go into a flashback? Nope. We we come to the end of the episode is what happens. No, I know, but as it was happening, I was I expected them to like spin back to like them doing the same thing as kids to like confirm that it was the same person. Yeah. And then they didn't do that. I was like, oh. So now we have a love triangle between Mayan and Rigel Leak and uh, let's see, Ois and Alaya. There we go. I've shipped everybody. <laughs> we can even throw in Sophie in there, but you know, that's where that's where we're gonna stop for now. So yes, so it looks like it looks like Ryan and Angelique are gonna at least renew their friendship, um, because obviously through the flashbacks we see like how much Angelique and Ryan kind of meant to each other and were there for each other. Um, so it 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 essentially looks like. Like, Angelique's kind of like that one person Ryan can't get away from. Almost to the point where she... Angelique is kind of reminding me of Catwoman. Hmm. You know, she's a she's a thief. To, to our knowledge, she hasn't killed anybody. She hasn't... Like, she's done thefts and, rob, and robberies. But we don't know if she's done, like, any really... Really, like, murder killings or Now, do you think she's going to tell Mary or Luke that she's speaking to her? Well, I doubt she's going to tell Mary. Because she didn't, I mean, because she made an excuse to get out of there. Right. So, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's definitely a, uh, there's definitely some sort of triangle. It's not really a triangle. Like, love triangles really always is like the wrong word, because it's usually just one person stuck between two. So it's more like a love straight line, and one person's in the middle. It's tuck of it's war. Never, yeah, it's never like A loves B, but also loves C, and B loves C and A and C, you know. It's, it's not like all of them all love each other. Yeah, it's kind of more like a tug of war. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got Mayan and Rigel Leak going on so that's where the episode ends all in all it's like 
I don't want to say it's a filler episode because it advances the overall plot. Like it I advances like what Sophia wants. Yeah, it... but it's it's on, like to me it was on the it was on the cusp of like a boring setup episode. Yeah, this definitely wasn't an action-packed episode, and I wonder if um they're gonna have not like there are gonna be episodes that are gonna be more action heavy and some episodes that are gonna be less action heavy because of covid i mean it's possible so this is episode four we have 15 more to go they have a 19 episode order or an 18 actually i, I uh actually it might be oh I, I think it's 19 how many episodes in season two because i thought it was 18 season to. Well, 18 just sounds, sounds like an odd number. Dee, 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 dee. 19. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, big caveat. None of these dates or titles are confirmed by the CW, but we do know there are 19 episodes in season two. Yeah, I thought, because I think all of their shows are, well, not all of them. I think um, Black Lightning and Legends will probably stick with 13, but the ones that normally have 20 or 22 are going to have 19. Yeah. Which I'm. You know what? I'm fine with. Like sometimes yeah, 20 you know episodes what? I'm good is just a little too long. I'm good with it too. They're they're so used to the 22 episode format that they don't they don't do what's necessarily best for the show. They just stick with what they've always done. But sometimes right, and less... I mean that's that's what it is for like most TV shows. Like and I guess if you're starting in like September October and you're supposed to like you're supposed to go to, to the perceived yeah, you're supposed to go to the perceived May sweep, then, you know, you kind of, you don't want, like, three months worth of reruns in, during the holiday season. But, you know, it's weird because um, I forgot, so, it's not Britain, but there was a there was a very small time frame a few years ago that I remember, like, there was either a channel or or someone was kind of doing, like, they did a season from like say September to the Christmas like the Christmas season and then the spring would be like another season. ABC did that with Once Upon a Time. It was all one season but they they split it up into 11 episode story arcs. And even Grey's Anatomy to a certain extent also does that. Yeah. See like that that to me I think is something they should like a lot of TV shows should start doing. Like, moving to, like, a two-season format. Yeah, and even, like, all the shows on, like, Freeform, which I will always call ABC Family because Freeform yeah. is a ridiculous name for a network. <laughs> they, they all do that. Like, when uh, The Fosters was on and Switched at Birth was on, they always did um, 11 episode seasons, did a little bit of a break, and then came yeah. back. But it was all one giant season. So. Yeah. And even the Flash and, last year did that. They split seasons. Yeah, six they into did two volume one stories. and volume two. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, I like. I also think, um, you know what? You know what? Also, the um, Netflix does that quite yes. a bit now. Like they'll put out like the first part of the season bingeable in one month, and then like six months down the line, they'll put out the second part. Like they've done it with Sabrina. They've done it with. Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer, although Lucifer is taking a little bit longer because of the pandemic. Yeah, because of the pandemic. Um, Disenchanted. Like, so they've, like, Netflix has kind of been doing that model where it's like, we're going to give you the first part and then the second part. And it's kind of like 
two one overarching story but two halves to it yeah so i do like that idea and i wish like more things would do that because Me i think too. if you cut down if you cut down the amount of storylines you don't kind of get these really filler episodes that are fine there's nothing wrong with it but you know doesn't really but necessarily I, do anything i also feel like we're still kind of in the world building phase for this season because we're still trying to get to know ryan so i think like we're still trying to figure out who she is so i think that's why we're also having a little bit of a lesser action packed because they want to give us more details on who she is which i'm okay with because i like peeling back the layers of the onion so to speak and i like seeing the motivation and i like seeing uh that she's fighting for the forgotten right that's her motivation for wearing the suit and they keep bringing that point home and i really like it and it differentiates her from kate and from even other superheroes within the arrowverse and i really Mm -hmm. like that it makes her different and it makes her stand stand out in a good way yeah so we'll see where they go from here. Um, as far as the ratings this week, it it was not it was not good. Um, but I'm waiting to see where we come out after like the the live plus five because this did premiere on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I was gonna say Valentine's Day. Most people are not at home watching Batwoman. Yeah. So the demo was down a lot. Like. The demo went down from one point from point one five from the beginning of the season. Then it went up the last two with point one six down to point one zero. And then the viewers, um, it was down. It was down roughly point two hundred. Uh, so two hundred thousand viewers off of the previous week. So both were season lows. But when I looked up the rest of the night. Um, when I look up the rest of the night, one of the things is last night was the season premiere of, uh, American Idol. Yeah. Which I haven't watched yet. It's on my DVR. And like American Idol ratings were, were, were almost as bad. Like they were minus 25% and minus 17%. Yikes. Um, compared to last year. Uh, I think that was bad. The Equalizer, which is a new show. Right. They got the they got the Super Bowl premiere last week. Yeah, they well, so they they were down even more week to week. But that typically happens with with the Super Bowl premieres. Um, But they like they went their change was 82 percent negative. Yikes. Yeah. But I mean, that typically happens because what happens is people watch the Super Bowl and then they're cleaning up and they keep the they keep the tv on whatever channel it is but they don't necessarily watch the show and then everybody who was just yeah but it's just those those numbers are so out but i think tv across the board is taking a big hit because it took so long for so many shows to come back we kind of the rookie um the rookie actually went up the rookie was up 50 percent wow yeah episode was good too i watched it earlier um, so, so yeah, the stuff in the eight o'clock time frame last night, which is what Batwoman is, did not do well, like across the board. Uh, American Idol was down. Equalizer was down. The wall was a repeat, so it doesn't really matter. And Batwoman was down. Um, seven o'clock was 
fine and even nine o'clock was kind of okay so people were just really doing stuff at eight o'clock apparently well yeah they were having dinner who has dinner at eight o'clock at night uh, look, apparently that's have, date night uh, look you only have dinner either at six thirty at night or two o'clock in the morning nowhere I in between i usually have dinner around five but you know <laughs> usually when you go out on a date you go at like eight o'clock well yeah because you want to you want to um you know you want to beat the crowd so you go at the same time everybody else goes. Uh, but it did. Batwoman did beat out Charmed, so yay. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like I said, I want to see where it where it ends up off of the live plus five ratings. And I love it, that we and we already got a third season. So obviously. Yeah, we're getting a third season. So the the ratings aren't necessarily as make or break right now because we know it's it got renewed. But I'm still exactly. I still like tracking it to see where it's going. No, I know, but it's it's just an interesting thing to 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 make you think what exactly is the metrics for CW renewing. Um, as long as you see one show, as long as one person is watching it, I believe they uh they renew it. Unless it stars Lucy Hale, and then they don't. Well, look. Look, I love her, and I hate saying that, but it's just the truth. She's had. Two shows in like the last two years where she was the lead and they canceled both of them. The the problem is when I visited the set of um, Katie Keene, Katie Keene was they didn't ask me to stay. If they had asked <laughs> me to stay, that show would have gotten renewed. Like, it's just facts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I do remember everyone being upset with Katie Keene not getting renewed. I was so upset. So, but uh, in the overall in the overall landscape of things, Batwoman has leapfrogged over uh, Swamp Thing. Which in, I mean, Swamp demo, Thing which, is a dead show, so yeah. That, but it's still yeah. ahead of Riverdale. It's ahead of Charmed. It's ahead of Nancy Drew. In demo, it is behind Legacies. In viewers, it is it is above Legacies. Okay, so we're not we're not doing half bad. Nope, and actually. This will be a good metric. So Black Lightning, I believe last night was its first episode back? Last week, last Monday. Uh, last Monday was its first episode back? Yeah. So it came in at negative 3182 in demo and negative 2137 in viewers uh, year over year. So let's see. How did that track? Yeah, that's, that's it's a little bit better than what? Uh, Batwoman did, but Black Lightning's also in its third season? Fourth and final. Okay, fourth season. So it's not it's not necessarily like the change between season one and two. It's just a change between seasons. For some reason, wow, I can't believe Black Lightning's been on that long. I know, I it doesn't honestly, feel like it. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, I don't watch it, so I mean, that's that's one reason why, but it really feels like it's a much newer show than than what it was. Yeah, I do watch it, and it doesn't feel like it's been on for four seasons. Yeah. So there, uh, there is that, as they say. You can find us several different ways. You can find us on Twitter at Academy Rewind at Academy Rewind on Twitter for myself, or you can find the show at Batwoman TV Talk. You can also email us at batwomantvtalk at gmail.com. You should go rate and review us 
on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any places any places podcasts can be found or heard, much as they do in um, Saudi Arabia and and in other places where we are much beloved according to our our tracking numbers. We came in 14th in the in the Saudi Arabia area. Well, hello to all of our listeners in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Um, beating out, we we beat out, I think, Fans with Borders by a couple spots. And um, I talked to, I, I follow a bunch of the guys that do the Fans with Borders and the, and the Squadcast stuff. So I'm always joking with them. So that was fun. Um, but absolutely, please rate and review us. Where can the people find you? I am at XO, Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. We have a new episode next week. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes. So we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, they are shining the bat signal up in the sky. So we're going to head out. See you next week, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>